When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Chicago Audible podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Nicholas Moriano here from the Chicago Audible. Thank you for tuning in to this live video chat here. I'm going to be answering some Bears questions in probably a couple of minutes that were submitted today and yesterday. But first, I think we just have to address what actually just happened earlier today. Uh, Nick Foles, Bears trading for him. He is now the Bears quarterback. Unfortunately, I wasn't there to talk about it on the podcast earlier today. Will and Steve did a great job just discussing the implications of the trade, what this means for the Bears, quarterback situation, all that moving forward. So make sure you check that out when you get a chance, chicagoaudible.com. And, of course, we also have posted that on the Twitter page. But I just wanted to give you my take on the Nick Foles trade because I obviously didn't get a chance to earlier today. But when I first saw the news, it really didn't surprise me that the Bears – acquired Nick Foles. He was a guy that was rumored to be uh, a target for the Bears. But when I saw that the Bears had to, one, give up the compensatory pick, and then which was number 140 overall, then also Field Yates tweeted that the the Bears will inherit the final three years of Foles' deal, which pays a base value of $50 million. That's what I think surprised me, is the fourth you know, fourth round compensatory pick, then the Bears couldn't negotiate a way to maybe take less of that money. So that's what I thought was interesting about it. Because you think if this is Nick Foles coming in and that value, what you had to do to acquire him, most likely most likely you would think he's going to be the projected starter. Well, that may not be the case. I'll definitely get into that in a little bit. But I just want to talk about why maybe Nick Foles makes sense. Why not like an Andy Dalton? Why not like a Case Keenum when he was available? The Bears didn't look like they were even interested in Cam Newton. So here's why it makes sense for Nick Foles. The big thing I think why the Bears chose him over any of those other quarterbacks I just mentioned, he just knows how to run the offense. He's familiar with it. And that's the big thing with, with that's keeping Trubisky from really taking that next level and why maybe the Bears thought the best route, let's get a Nick Foles, a guy that's a veteran who knows this offense. 
he can run it effect, effect, one efficiently and effectively to where Matt Nagy maybe doesn't have to dial things back because that was a big thing in 2019. It seemed like they were trying to do just the the basics of what a Matt Nagy offense could be, but they weren't really reaching the capability of what that offense could be because the quarterback position just didn't know what exactly to do on a given play. You see the RPOs that Mitch Trubisky would mess up throughout the entirety of the year. Well, you know Nick Foles. You go back to a couple years ago, even when they played the the Vikings in that playoff game, they were lighting them up. A a lot of the big things that were happening, the run run pass option, right? So it makes sense that Nick Foles, he knows this offense. He also has a familiarity with a lot of the coaching staff that's already currently on this Bears team. Look at Matt Nagy. Look at Bill Lazor, John Filippo, Juan Castillo. They all have a familiarity with with Nick Foles. Um, so I just think that that, again, makes sense why you would bring him in over somebody else. And one, one of the things that Nick Foles does really well and why it makes sense for Matt Nagy's offense, you get the ball out quick. Nick Foles knows where to go with the football. He knows who to give the the ball to, his playmakers, and just in case there's maybe a linebacker coming off the edge, right, and you need to know where your hot route's at, Nick Foles is the guy who's been in the league long enough to know where that's at, whereas opposed you look at Mitch Trubisky, now heading into year four, he's still struggling, struggling with the little things, right? So that's why it makes sense for Nick Foles, and it really does. Um, what I think is interesting, though, and... As I was driving home from getting my haircut, that's why I wasn't on the podcast earlier today. Had to do that before all the barbershops closed down with the coronavirus and everything going on. Uh, just listening to Waddle and Sylvie, Waddle was kind of saying, hey, if this you give up that fourth round. From your big bear hugs to the little notes you leave in your kids' lunches, it's already obvious you're an amazing mom. But there's one thing you can do to be even more amazing. Quit smoking. Because when you quit, not only does your risk of heart attack, stroke, and lung cancer decrease, your kid's risk of asthma, bronchitis, and ear infection does too. It's a win-win. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit quitlineiowa.org for a quit plan that's right for you. Quit for you. Quit for them. Brought to you by the Iowa Department of Public Health. Story pick, $21 million guaranteed money. You have to take on the base value of Nick Foles' contract. Most likely he's going to be the starter. And I was really leaning towards that way. Until I got home, made some, you know, heated up some leftover food, and then I turned on NFL Network. And there are two credible guys talking right there about Nick Foles, the Bears, what this means. And Mike Garofolo said that Mitch Trubisky most likely has the upper hand right now at the starting position, but there is a short leash. Then Daniel Jeremiah kind of gives his comments as well. He just said it's a competition. And that, I think, is interesting in itself. Just saying that this quarterback, these two quarterbacks, Trubisky and Foles, is a competition, that was interesting to hear because you think giving up a fourth-round compensatory pick, all the money guaranteed, it's just Nick Foles' job from the the get-go. And that's how I was leaning towards with what Waddle was saying, just what I thought about the deal in general. But you're hearing these credible sources kind of say, maybe it's it's not such a done deal Nick Foles is going to be the starter. He's done some of his best work, and you see Dan Orlovsky um, from ESPN say that Nick Foles has done some of his best work as a mentor. And that's true, but there's a lot that you just gave up 
for Nick Foles to be a mentor, right? That's what Chase Daniel essentially was last year. You could have maybe reworked something there if that's what you wanted. But that's that's where I need to maybe I kind of disagree with some of those credible guys, and maybe I'll be end up being wrong. But a lot of the moves that the Bears already made this off season. You look at a Jimmy Graham signing. You you just look at um, releasing Floyd and then just bringing in other guys. It's like. All these moves right now, you want to win now. And with Nick Foles, I think that's the best option because it goes back to knowing the offense. If you're waiting for Mitch Trubisky to eventually know this offense, who knows how long we're going to be waiting for, right? It's just that's what this most of the moves kind of come down to. Dude, who gives the Bears the best option to know this offense, to run this offense, to win now? And if you look at the two quarterbacks, Nick Foles knows where to go with his reads knows who he needs to throw it to, and knows how to just run it. Mitch Trubisky clearly does not at this time. And I think with this whole competition thing, think about just what how we're being affected, everybody, not just the football world, everybody in general with this coronavirus. We now have, well, going back to football terms, they organizations are going to have a limited amount of time for training camp, OTAs, all that stuff. Do you really want a competition splitting those first team reps with guys with two quarterbacks when you are in a win now mode. I just don't think that's the best option to do what they're ultimately accomplishing, right? So that that makes it interesting in itself. So there's limited time, splitting reps doesn't make much sense. I just don't I just don't see how you can go into the season paying Nick Foles as much as you want, as much as they are and then have him sit on the bench for Mitch Trubisky. And then you're just kind of waiting at that point to see when is Mitch going to mess up, right? It just doesn't make sense. And for the na- for, for some reason, the name that I couldn't remember is Robert Quinn. Duh. Um, so you make all these moves, getting these guys that have familiarity with certain players. You have guys that are older veterans. A lot of these guys that they just got, Jimmy Graham, um, Robert Quinn, and also Nick Foles, they're, they're veterans, right? So you're not getting these younger guys. You're trying to win now. I just don't see how it benefits putting Mitch Trubisky labeled as a day one starter. But that, going back to that tweet that I read you guys earlier, what Mike Garfolo and Daniel Jeremiah said, it is an open competition. So does that mean Ryan Pace, what he was saying at the end of his year press conference, what he just told us at the scouting combine? I was two feet away from Ryan Pace, and I was there at the conference saying that he is our starter. I guess when you look at that, Ryan Pace didn't have to go out of his way to label Mitch the starter, but he did. Is there some validation to that? Yet to be seen. We'll see when it comes to training camp and things like that, What how it plays out. But if I had to put my money on it, how the Bears going to assess who's going to be the week one starter, Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, I think the best option the Bears want to win now is Nick Foles. But it would not, and I, I say this um, wholeheartedly, it would not surprise me to see Mitch be the guy, the starter week one. There's a lot of just draft capital, time, commitment. The organization's very devoted to Mitch. So it's going. I think it will be a little bit more difficult for them to just kind of abandon it. And if you label Nick Foles a starter, what's the value of Mitch Trubisky at that point? You're looking to trade him. You're looking to get him off this team. I just don't think there's a place for him. You're looking to move on. Regardless of who starts, though, I definitely believe the Bears need to draft somebody. 
And I, I've said it before, I really like Jake Fromm out of Georgia. Don't know where they would draft him at. It was looking like maybe that fourth-round compensatory pick. That doesn't seem like the case anymore because obviously it's gone. But it will be interesting how the Bears play this out. Uh, this whole quarterback situation, this competition, if it is in fact one, because it's going to ultimately determine, I think, the job of a lot of people. You ride with Mitch Trubisky, you don't make the playoffs, Ryan Pace, you're out. Matt Nagy, you're possibly out, and Mitch Trubisky will also be gone. But if you maybe go with Nick Foles, maybe you give yourself some leeway? Maybe. So there's a lot riding on the quarterback position, obviously, how they address it moving forward. So it, that's just my opinion on the matter. I think Nick Foles does make the offense better. I will say that. Because you just know what you're going to do and see from a Nick Foles, uh, just running an RPO or just having going making the right read. Something as simple as that can make the offense that was abysmal last year a lot better. And there, I, I will say this: there was a lot of things wrong with that offense. It just wasn't Mitch Trubisky, right? A lot of people, but there's a lot of blame, and it should be on Mitch. But there were so many things wrong with it. So maybe. Maybe Ryan Pace just wants to give him, what, two, three, four games, like quarter of the season to try to figure it out. But it's ultimately going to come down, I think, to training camp. Who is actually better? Who's making the right reads? Who's making the correct throws? Doing all the right things that you want to see at the quarterback position, that will be the starter. I do think it will be Nick Foles. But like I said, wouldn't surprise me if it is, in fact, Mitch Trubisky. Like I said, you guys, earlier, if you're just tuning in, if you have questions, just please leave them in this live feed. I'm probably going to get to some of the ones that were left yesterday. Just I don't want to neglect those. But those are my thoughts on the Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, the whole quarterback situation. Basically, it's a mess when you think about it because we just don't know what's actually going to happen. And that should be something that should be something for every single football team where you feel confident at. This is our you know projected starter. Let's learn to figure out everything else seems like with the bears that is definitely not the case all right to answer some fan questions that were submitted yesterday first one comes from ryan nicholas he asks would you be comfortable with massey moving inside to guard and drafting i think it's charlie heck in second round at right tackle the north carolina connection to mitch and his dad was a former bear also coaches o-line in kc uh, Ryan, to be completely honest, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. I think right now for Bobby Massey, he is a right tackle, and you don't want to be switching positions. Again, there's another fluctuation. I would rather the Bears right now, their biggest concern is that offensive line. Plugging a right guard in there from the draft would be, I think, your best bet. I did get a chance to talk to Charlie Heck while I was at the NFL Combine. Really nice guy. Really loved Mitch. He said he he said that Mitch Trubisky was his or was the best leader that he's ever been around. And I think he's obviously going to say stuff like that. He's not going to play down to Mitch or you know say anything bad about him. But I just think the best way of addressing the right guard position, which absolutely needs to be addressed. Draft somebody with that 43rd or 50th pick. And I think that's really where the Bears are going to go, just with what they did in free agency and what they haven't done addressing the right guard position. That's that's personally my best uh, opinion for solving that problem. Um, and then we have Dr. Rich Nilsson. He asks, did the Bears scout any strong safeties at the Combine and Senior Bowl? 
I want Bojack back at free, running game plans, wreaking havoc. Same here. Uh, so just from what I, who I talked to at the NFL Scouting Combine, I know that the Bears had informal meetings with Jeremy Chin out of SIU and also Geno Stone from Iowa. Both I would be really comfortable with if the Bears were to use one of those picks on either one of those guys. I think you can, one, like you said, get Eddie Jackson more so playing that free safety position, just roaming around the backfield, using his instincts and playmaking ability, sideline to sideline to make plays. I know a lot of the plays or this past season, he was playing a little bit more at the line of scrimmage. And look, safeties need to be able to rotate. There's no doubt about that. You're going to see at some point a strong safety play at the back end and a free safety play at the front end. That's just how it goes now in this league. But if I think if you brought in more of a traditional kind of strong safety, you can put Eddie Jackson at his most suitable and just best position overall. But those are the two guys that I know that the Bears have talked to. I'm sure they've talked to some more, but I'd be comfortable with either Jeremy Chin, who I I think in our first mock draft after the Combine episode, I had him being drafted by the Bears in the second round. He's just a guy that's moving up draft boards. And Geno Geno Stone from Iowa, a guy that is... um, you know, someone who would fill that position, good safety, instincts, hard hitter. Just put, go put on this film. You'll see some of the hits he puts on some of those big, uh, some of those receivers from the Big Ten. Um, we have our next question from Clancy. What does a signing of Jimmy Graham mean for Trey Burton? Honestly, I think Trey Burton is going to be on this team alongside Jimmy Graham. I don't think it would make much sense for the Bears to cut a Trey Burton at this point in time because you brought in a Jimmy Graham. I know he has... A lot. Of, I know there's just a lot of money in general catered to that tight end position and veteran guys at that. But you don't want to go into a season just relying on a Jimmy Graham. Yes, he has been able to stay healthy for the majority of his career. But the Bears most likely are going to see what they have in a Trey Burton. They paid him to be a big-time contributor. They did. So cutting him wouldn't make much sense to me. And I just don't think it's going to be something that the Bears actually look into doing. They have too many young guys that you really, at this point in time, can't rely on. So going to the season with Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton, at this point, and I've said this on multiple podcasts now, you're just hoping to get anything out of Trey Burton. You just don't know if he's going to be healthy enough to be on the field, unlike Jimmy Graham, who that's that's his best strength. He's been able to stay healthy. He's just on the wrong side, going to be 34 come November. About uh, So that's like the one, the one drawback to a Jimmy Graham. He just hasn't been productive as of late. Trey Burton hasn't been able to stay on the field. And then you also have Adam Shaheen, who's just a big waste of time. Let's be completely honest there. So tight end, I don't expect Trey Burton to be cut or anything like that. You bring both those guys in, hope for the best. Uh, Next question comes from Matt Teo. Do you think the Bears will draft a tight end or wide receiver to help the offense? Same goes for O-line, tackle, or guard in the draft. Um, so it's interesting with the tight end position now because I, I really like Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. But does the Jimmy Graham signing deter the Bears from, one, just getting another tight end? I think they have nine on their roster at this moment, maybe ten, getting a tight end again in the draft. Maybe they're not leaning towards that. Um, but then when you look at wide receiver, the Bears absolutely need more speed. There's just not enough speed right now on this current offense other than Cordero Patterson and Tariq Cohen, there's not a burner. 
Yes, you have an Anthony Miller who does have good speed, mind you, but he's not a burner. He's not what a lot of the the offenses that are in that Andy Reid coaching tree. They have somebody that you can give the ball to in space, make a play. Really, outside of maybe a Cordell Patterson, Tree Cohen, and Tree Cohen had a big drop off last season. You want to get more team speed, so I would think that is a point that the Bears are going to address. Um, you lose Taylor Gabriel. You're hoping that Riley Ridley, Javon Wims can step up, but they're not speed guys. Let's be completely honest. They are not speed guys. So I would expect the Bears to definitely draft a wide receiver that has that upside with the speed element of the of their game, and then also O line. Obvious, like I was talking about earlier, needs to be a right guard. You need to look at that position, and don't be surprised they draft a develop or not a developmental tackle, but a tackle that they can develop just in the later years and maybe start not 2020 but 2021 because Bobby Massey is getting older. His play definitely dipped down last season, and there's just a lot of money that's devoted into Leno and Massey, for especially in 2020. So you want to look into possibly maybe getting out of that in 2021. Um. Clancy, again, are you surprised the Bears have not pursued any offensive linemen? A little bit. I know the Bears were interested, and this is according to Adam Kaplan, the Bears were interested in guard Alex Lewis, who I think re-signed with the Jets. Um, that's all I've heard about with in terms of who the Bears were interested in, in terms of the guard position or old linemen. But it is surprising that the Bears, they know that that's a weakness on their offense. And regardless of who's starting at quarterback, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, that needs to be solved because if you don't have that solved, you're asking for a lot of bad things to happen along your offensive line. Uh, I think they did make the right move, though, just moving James Daniels back to left guard and then also um, Cody Whitehair back to center. But they definitely should be doing their homework at possible guys they can draft. Looking at the next question here, this uh is a funny one here. Lesko asks, would Pace still be employed if the Bears had competent ownership? He is compiling a long list of first-round busts, and I don't understand how anyone can defend him at this point. You know, that is a really good point. It's something that I forgot to address in the beginning here. Look at all the signings that the Bears have had. Jimmy Graham, Robert Quinn, and now Nick Foles. It's really covering up all the first-round mistakes or, you know, these high-draft pick mistakes that Ryan Pace has had. Robert Quinn obviously replaces Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd gets released. I think he's signed with the Rams now. Would you bring in the Robert Quinn? Because Leonard Floyd could not rush the quarterback. You moved up to get him. And now look, you have to replace him with a free agent. Mitch Trubisky, we still don't know how this situation is going to play out. But you bring in a Nick Foles because you're not very confident in what Mitch Trubisky can be capable of. So you bring him in. And then you also talk about Jimmy Graham. Look at the tight end situation. They they missed on – it seems like they missed on Trey Burton. It's fair to say that. They obviously missed on an Adam Shaheen who just can't stay healthy. And when he is, he's not productive. So a lot of these first-round draft picks, second-round draft pick for Adam Shaheen have not panned out. And that's why I thought it was also big, again, something I forgot to uh, mention in the beginning, you give up that fourth round compensatory pick, that's the one round Ryan Pace has actually been good at drafting. Look at A. Jackson, look at Tree Cohen, I believe Nick Kukowski was also a fourth round draft pick as well. You look at those guys, and uh, Riley Ridley as well, you look at all those guys, and that's the one round where you think Ryan Pace actually has an understanding of the value and the players that can come in that round. But he, he traded that off to get a Nick Foles. But it is fair to question, would another team that had Ryan Pace be happy with his decision-making and where the Bears are currently? They still have a good roster. Let's not 
disregard that. They were just a 12 and 14 two years ago in 2018, but you are missing out on fundamental fundamental pieces. Kevin White, first round draft pick, gone. Leonard Floyd, gone. Mitch Trubisky, probably could be gone. The only one that maybe looks like he's going to pan out is Roquan Smith. So a lot of high draft picks not panning out for Ryan Pace, and that is not a good. It's not a good situation to be in. To be completely honest. I'm trying to, let's see, go over here. I know I have a couple more questions that were submitted today, so see what, what uh, questions are being asked there. Um, let's see. Do you see, this is from Johnny Avila. What's going on, Johnny? Do you see Trey Burton benefiting from the Nick Foles trade? Um, I would think the tight end position as a whole benefits from the Nick Foles trade because Nick Foles, like I said earlier, knows where to go with the football. And I look, even in that first season, though, Mitch Trubisky had you know a good connection with the Trey Burton in 2018 injuries, though, I want to see if Trey Burton's able to even stay on the field long enough to feel or just even get the opportunities that I think he would normally get and then add a Jimmy Graham. Um, I, th- I I would say so, but it's, it's left to be seen because we just don't know about the actual health of a Trey Burton and who's actually going to be starting, Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. If you guys want to put in the comments here uh, who you think is actually going to be the starter week one, I might have to do a poll question on that a little bit later. Um, next question comes from Chad. Uh, what is the way Pace could parlay this trade into total redemption, both twos and Trubisky to reach uh, out for Jordan Love? I doubt it. I don't think that's going to be an option for the Bears right now. Um, I just don't think you can give up any more Draft competition. I really don't. When you look at when you look at what he already gave up, what they're at currently, I think now it's seven picks that they'll have in this upcoming draft. You can't really afford to give up any more. There's still there's so many holes still on this offense. I still think tight end's still a hole. You bring in a Jimmy Graham, but like I said, I'm not confident in what he's going to bring to the table this year. And then you also look at right guard, you look at wide receiver. You look at tackle. A lot of it's just on the offense itself. And then defensively, who's going to start opposite of Kyle Fuller? You need a starting corner that you feel confident in. Maybe Trey Roberson from the CFL? Maybe. I, I don't know. Kevin Tolliver? Could be. Safety, strong safety as well. I like Deion Bush possibly being the starter, but they're, the Bears haven't made any moves uh, in clarifying that he would be the guy moving forward. Um, let's see. Which, Okay. Nick, uh, now that we have Foles and Full and Bisky, uh, love love the pick. Which need comes next? For me, it's right guard, strong safety, linebacker, and cornerback in that order. Um, that seems like a pretty pretty good order. I would go with um the right guard is that's number one, you guys. R- regardless of like I said, who's starting a quarterback, you need that right guard position to be filled and somebody that's not going to be a developmental guy. That's why forty three. You're looking maybe at Chad Hennessy, maybe you're looking at um, one of the the center from LSU. His name's escaping me right now, but those would be I would think plug and play guys. You put these guys into your offensive line, let them mesh with the the other four guys, establish that continuity whenever training camp and OTAs start, and then you hopefully have a solidified right guard. Um, the strong safety, like I just said, Deion Bush, I feel comfortable with, but linebacker, the depth at linebacker is interesting. Because you have Roquan Smith, you have Danny Trevathan, who just signed his extension, you lose Nick Wachowski, you lose Kevin Pierre-Lewis, now you're what, relying on a Josh Woods, a Joel E.A. Buniwe, 
I'm not feeling too confident about if one of those guys, Roquan Smith or Danny Trevathan, were to go down, you're plugging these guys in to start. You're asking a lot. There's a lot of responsibilities that would go on those younger guys to step in and fill that role. So I would not I would see linebacker. wouldn't be surprised if the Bears actually were to draft an inside linebacker. Again, I don't know if that's the best choice because, what, 2018, the Bears draft Roquan in the first, Joel in the fourth. A lot of draft picks being devoted to an inside linebacker position. And really, you're drafting that. Uh, that position, it's going to be a lot of special teams value and your, you know, backup roles, not not looking to start anywhere. So uh, it is interesting, though, how they would how the Bears are going to approach that. But cornerbacks obviously still in need as well. Uh, and then Logan asks, do you think the Bears draft a quarterback in 2020? And what are some options around two and beyond? Absolutely. I think that you need to bring in somebody they can develop. Ryan Pace has said before in previous press conferences when he first got here, it's important to draft a quarterback every year. He's yet to do that. He hasn't drafted anybody other than Trubisky for the future. And now he really needs to be looking at this current situation with Foles and Trubisky. Who can I bring in to just learn? I've already said it. I wrote a whole entire thousand-word article on Jake Fromm. I like his upside in that he's just someone that knows how to read defenses, knows where to go with the football, and can deliver accurate passes. He doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't. That's the one knack on him. But it's what he has up here, just knowing what a defense is bringing, that makes him dangerous. So I like Jake Fromm. I wouldn't be opposed to them drafting maybe like a Jalen Hurts. I haven't watched as much film on him, so I'm just putting a name out there. But I think they should draft a quarterback. Again, those limited draft picks might dictate what they are ultimately going to do, but it's about time Ryan Pace addresses that position properly. It seems like every other team in the NFL will go and draft guys, let them sit, let them develop, and then you hopefully have somebody you can rely on you know, in years down the road or just the next season. I think they should draft a quarterback, though. Uh, let's see. Andrew S. giving up a fourth today, all but assured that Pace will be moving down in the draft to recoup picks, right? It could be a possibility, Andrew, but Ryan Pace has shown really the exact opposite. If he likes somebody, he will go and get them at any cost. And he obviously liked Nick Foles enough to give up that fourth-round compensatory pick, so we went and got him. Uh, if he sees somebody that he thinks will be a big asset to the offense and he has to give up draft capital... He probably will do it, but I don't know if the Bears are going to trade back. I just you only have two two picks in the top fifty. Give up that fourth round, which was number one forty, and the drop off is significant in the value and talent you can find in this draft. So I'm thinking those two second round draft picks, Ryan Pace, what he's done, you know, every single draft. Best player available, so it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Pace sticks at his guns with those two picks and just drafts whoever is available. I would think one of them will be a offensive lineman guard position. Uh, how do you think the offensive line will perform next year with the coaching changes and Foles' skill set? It would be interesting because Nick Foles needs a good offensive line to, I think, play at the best of his capabilities. Yes, he's going to get the ball out quick, but Nick Foles, ain't, he isn't he isn't mobile. Let's let's get that into our minds right here. He is not mobile whatsoever. He's a pocket passer. He's going to get the ball out quick. He knows his reads, knows his options, and knows where to go in his progression. But with this current offensive line, you can't 
feel very confident, right? Unless guys just need to step up. I think James Daniels took a step back. Cody Whitehair, I think, was the most consistent. Both the tackles obviously took a step back. Then you're still waiting to see who's actually going to play right guard. But as it stands right now, you can't feel that confident in Nick Foles doing the best of his capabilities with the offensive line that's in front of him. So they need to address it. Guys just need to step up and play better. But right now, I'm not feeling too confident in that. Um, Let's see. Darren Jones, the question is, do you think there's a chance the Bears trade Mack, Fuller, or Jackson to gain draft capital given our current situation? Absolutely not. Uh, Especially because they just signed. Eddie Jackson's the now highest paid safety per year uh, out of any safety in the NFL. He ain't going anywhere. I know there were reports earlier, what, months ago, that the Bears were shopping Khalil Mack looking to get the first-round pick in the draft. No, that's that's all a lie. The Bears are not going to trade any one of those guys. If you were to trade even like the Kyle Fuller, which would be the least impactful but still very impactful, obviously, you would have no starting corners. So that is not even an option for the Bears right now. If they're going to try to recoup draft capital, they'll look to do it in other ways. That's definitely not going to be it. Um, so Bears defense asks, what money would we lose by letting go of Adam Shaheen and Trey Burden? Way too much money invested in tight ends, in my opinion. I don't know the exact count, but it doesn't, it's not a big cap hit if you were to cut Adam Shaheen. I know his is, it's got to be pretty small. He's still on his rookie deal, but, uh, it wouldn't be too much. And then for Trey Burden, I think it's only in the millions or something like that. It's not a lot of money, but you still, I think you go into camp with Trey Burton and Jimmy Graham, Adam Shaheen's on, I think he's on the way out. Once a training camp plays out, you'll see who the Bears actually value, who they're actually leaning towards. Then you could just simply cut him, take take the loss what it is, a second-round draft pick that just never panned out, and kind of go from there. Uh, <laughs> there's a, I mean, it's a very straightforward question, but one that is not easy to answer. Uh, Nate Craney, Craney, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name, who is starting? Trubisky or Foles? I'm going to if like I said, if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say it's Nick Foles. Week one would be the starter. If you're in this win win now mentality, you don't have time to wait for guys to pick up an offense. Nick Foles knows it. He knows where to go with his plays, knows where to go in his progression, knows how to read a defense, knows how to get the ball to his playmakers. That gives you the best Nick Foles right now gives you the best opportunity to win. Why wouldn't you start him? But, like I said earlier, it wouldn't surprise me if Mitch Trubisky starts week one. It really wouldn't. It's a lot tied to him, just what they had to give up. This organization just constantly backing him up, so it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, n- another question from Shadow. Uh, Nick Foles or LeBron James, interesting. Uh, who do you think will play quarterback overall? Who do you think will play quarterback overall in the season? Well, I think I kind of just answered that. I think Nick Foles will, but I, th- I think you're going to see both of them at some point. You really are. Even if Mitch were to start a couple of games, he's okay. You kind of wait out the season. If the Bears are not getting all that they can out of the quarterback position with the guys that they have or with Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles is coming in. That's kind of where – that's what he's done best throughout his entire career. And that's why I wasn't very excited with the move. He's not – and, and I posed the question, how much better is Nick Foles than Mitch Trubisky? Other than re- knowing how to read an offense and go where, you know, where the ball's supposed to go, he's not, you know, he's not like a, a game-changing, um, you know, franchise quarterback. Garner Minshew, 
you know, started over him. Nick Foles was benched during the season to for Gardner Minshew, a former sixth, fifth round draft pick, I believe. So you got to factor all that into consideration when you're saying Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. It's it's a situation that unfortunately the Bears are in. They would not obviously want to be in this, and I think as fans, we're just um, looking at what can the Bears do to make this situation better, get more playmakers, have Matt Nagy just be able to use his full playbook, and then get his uh, guys in the best position possible to make plays. It's not Like I said, it's not an ideal situation. You never want to go out in free agency, especially at the quarterback position, to try and solve your problems. But the Bears are there. That's that's the situation that they're in. And now Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky are both here. What is I guess a open competition, but like I said, if they're trying to win now, which every single other move that they've done has been saying, it's basically saying we are in win now mode, then you start Nick Foles. That's that's my take on the situation. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, I just want to say thank you everybody for tuning in. Just wanted to one give you my thoughts on this whole situation. Couldn't do that because I got my haircut. I thought someone someone uh, asked about my haircut. I just I forget what the product is, but it it, it does a job. Um, we'll see what the next moves are. The Bears don't I don't know how much cap space really with the Robert Quinn signing, Jimmy Graham signing, and now Nick Foles signing. What's even left in cap space to address? the many, many needs that the Bears have, but we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, as everything's going on, we just this is the first day of free agency. It technically has now just started today. Make sure to just keep track and stay tuned with the Chicago Audible. We'll be posting basically any transactions that happen, podcasts, I'm sure, articles. But thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll hopefully do this again sometime. Maybe we'll make this more of a consistent thing. I don't mind doing this. Uh, just get more questions, but We'll see what happens with the Bears. They are in a very unique spot. Nick Foles is here, and we'll just have to wait and see. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.